What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, a podcast where a bunch of grown men and women get together and talk about everything wrestling. We throw our compliments out there, our complaints, what we would do better, what we think they did great, just everything you could think of. You know, we try to book our own territory, even though none of us have any credibility whatsoever. But if I ever wanted to get credibility, in that field, I'd probably have two of these men here uh, by my side, you know, because as we know, sometimes I can be a little biased to the sports entertainment side of things, but you got to have that pro wrestling going with it too at the same time to make that that giant, that giant just complete. Uh, so joining me again this evening, we have the mayor, Mr. Dan Dinkins from the Starting Five Podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, that's me. Y'all know who I am. Yep, What's going yep. on, everybody? No need for the long rundown of the names and shit. And then we got my boy Lou from the Everything Is Podcast. Just dropped a new episode recently. Make sure you check that out. How are you doing today, brother? Absolutely. I'm chilling, bro. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. You already know. Let's get into the shits. Yeah. And this is the this is the second time you called his show the Everything Is Podcast. It is I thought, the Everything. Yeah. Everything I was just like, ah, fuck it. I'll take promotion. I'll take promotion <laughs> any way I can. I ain't yeah, gonna fucking correct him at on his own show. Nah, yeah, but you, you don't. Know, but you, you don't got, want you people searching the wrong thing. You don't True, want you people searching the wrong thing. Got to call. Especially, it out, I was gotta... rocking. I was rocking the hoodie today too. Nice. Damn, I don't even have one of those. That's a shame. <laughs> Dan, you got more merch than the man himself. <laughs> I, I wish. I wish I could say people have more merch of mine, but I fucking digress. Lou got my shit though. I don't even know if I did. Rob ever make merch? I think Rob made merch for this show back in the day. I think he. I did. gotta go. I gotta go through one day and go through everybody's site and pick like a shirt that like I just one that I like and just order one from everybody because I keep buying these wrestling shirts. Yeah, I should, I, be, I should be buying fucking merch. Yeah. Yep. And I feel. I feel. I'm all about trying to represent. I think that's one thing. Uh, Besides when we went to SummerSlam, that Rob does. He always represents himself at all the shows. And you know him, he'd be going to like every mania. And I think that's kind of dope, to be honest. You know, like throw your name out there, especially with the target audience you want to appeal. You know, but it's yeah, called so branding. Yeah, you got to yeah, brand. Hey, and that, that it working for that man. He obviously moving up doing things, you know. But uh, yeah, so gentlemen, last night, probably hands down before we get into it, best pay per view. You know, because the other company don't say that word no more. They say the premium live event. But we got the concept. I definitely think so far, you know, obviously it's only March, pay-per-view of the year. I don't think, I don't know if anyone can disagree. You know, Elimination Chamber was good, but I don't think it was up to this level by any means. But so just, well, you know, just instant reactions. We'll start with you, Lou. What you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was the most entertaining pay-per-view for the year. I mean, top to bottom. There wasn't any... Um, and, you know, again, you say you're biased for sports entertainment. I'm biased for fucking tremendous wrestling and storytelling. And, like, I just, I'm not I'm not one of those AEW marks. I love everything. I love to watch everything. I enjoy what's enjoyable. But this show, just from the first match of the pre-show all the way to the end of the show was, like, a, I just thought it was a phenomenal card. Every match had something that I loved. And uh, I know it was a long show for some people. But uh, for me, at no point was I bored or I didn't even get up. I went to the theaters. Obviously, you guys know that. But whoever's watching this, I went to Cinemark Theaters to watch it. At no point did I decide to go get up, 
and go use the bathroom or anything like that. I was there in the theater the whole time. I watched the whole show. I didn't miss a fucking thing. And I didn't want to get up because I was just really entertained. Yeah. Man, your bladder your bladder deserves an award. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it was easy. I didn't say it was easy. At one point I had my my that big because of course I had to get the big giant sprite because I get to treat myself. And I was yeah, looking at that empty I was and looking at that empty cup like, damn, I wonder if I could get away with uh just kinda evacuating in this thing one time. Pulling R. Kelly. Shit. <laughs> what you what you think, Dan? What you think? Uh for not like Lou said, phenomenal from front to back. Um, it I was one of those who paused, felt like it was a little long. It it definitely did, part because I, my ass just wanted to go to bed. I, I really I just wanted to go to sleep. I knew I had to wake up early to get my kids uh to school and all of that stuff. Uh but all in all, there really wasn't a bad match. And and while we were talking in our group chat, you know, I had my this might be the match kind of talking and stuff like that. And to keep it honest with you, there, you know, there there was some that were you can kind of rate lower than the others, but nonetheless, they everything was really good. Even the one that I called to possibly be the piss break match. Yeah, honestly, I thought everything was good, you know. Um one thing that stood out to me, well, I guess I want to speak on the time thing quick. Um, from being on shows and spending most of my life on the East Coast now out here in Cali, the time difference makes just everything better. Even when I watch football, like it starts at 10. Like last night the show ended, that was like a four-hour show, and it even ended at like nine here. So, And then uh, Rob and I went to the longest mania, I think, ever, like the main event, which the women started like 12.30, and – I don't know why they do this, especially with these big shows, especially AEW. Like we said, like, you know, their pay-per-views, they're going to give you bang after. And that wears you out. Even as a fan watching from home, it wears you out. You know, so that's why I think like that, like the Punk match, I think the Britt Baker and even some of the Moxley match kind of fell victim of, man, we're tired because I said it. I even said it to uh, my girl and she's just more getting into AEW now. I think more, especially because we're going soon. But even she was like, this is the pre-show, you know? And like, now granted, I think maybe herself a little bias went out when he was Aleister Black in WWE. She was a very, very big fan of him. But, right. which I agree with Dan said, that's probably the best in- entrance in the business right now. It's pretty dope. Uh, huge fan of it. But that pre-show was great. You know yeah, I mean? every think, bit of it. Yeah, usually I just have it on in the background and I'm kind of chilling, watching. Kind of like what we probably all do. But I was like watching, you know. So yeah, it's like it's AEW has a funny way of kind of throwing in bangers on these pre-shows, and you sometimes wonder, like, damn, that match should have been on the pay-per-view card. But then, like, I watched the pay-per-view, and I was like, fuck, man, everything that's on here belongs. I mean, obviously, we can go match through match, and that you know maybe that Jade match probably didn't need to be on the pay per view if they wanted to save some time. Like it really didn't need to be on there. It wasn't anything mm-hmm. special. And even honestly, the Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker match wasn't what I expected. Now whether the outcome was what I wanted or not is not the point. Just the match itself, I didn't really think it was all that great. It was fine, but if anything, they couldn't really cut that match. But that's a bad example. But um, yeah, I know. From, uh, aside from that, it's like. That pre-show was 
crazy. Like it just yeah. from right from the beginning, it just was even the troll by Don Callis was that all that was just phenomenal. It was better than some full pay-per-views that I've seen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just and keep it real. It, it's nuts because what I took from it was when I go to double or nothing. Usually during the pre-show, I'm walking around. I check out the arena if I've never been there. That's when you get the food. It's like, yo, I got to be there right when doors open because <laughs> I don't want to miss yeah. the pre-show. You know, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I just thought pre-show was great. I, I really hope they bring those trios titles in. And I, I think House of Black should be the first ones to get. I'm kind of a fan personally of when heels kind of get that first title. Run, yeah. Just personally, uh, I see them. I see them bringing it because of how much of a quote-unquote Mark Tony Khan is, and a purist, and a and a fan that he is. Like he knows the game, knows the sport well enough to remember the old territory days where there were three-man tag titles and things like that. And with all the faction building that AEW has done over the years. Like, it would behoove them to not have a three-man title. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, I'm a big fan. But speaking of titles, this is one of the things that... What do you guys think of them not really making a big deal of Britt Baker's, you know, the new AEW women's title? Because once yeah. they put it on Twitter, I looked, that was, that's a dope belt. And I'm that, was a little, that was a little weird. That was a little weird for me because they should have... Like, if they were going to do that, why didn't they on Rampage or Dynamite be mm -hmm. like, yo, this is where this is the new belt, you know, like, I don't know, they, like something just they just kind of trotted her out with the belt. And every, we were all in the theater like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, look at yeah. that. Like, it was we all wanted to get a nice, good look at it, but we really couldn't because we were in the, Then everybody you see everybody on their phones, like trying to Google to see what to get a look at the belt. And it's like, I don't get why but they didn't just kind of. You know what's cool about that though is that it turned into more of like a, a obvious Easter egg. Like, holy yeah. shit, what's that? Instead of mm. trotting it out there, putting it on this big grand display, it, it but the, the, the only downfall in my opinion to the, the showing the belt when they did and how they did is we all saw the belt. We was all holy shit, what's that? But we also kind of thought and I'm not trying to speak for y'all, but I think the masses have been speaking on this all day. And that is new title, new champion. Mm -hmm. And that and that's the vibe that I felt was supposed to happen. New title, new champion. Right. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's nuts because speaking of new titles, new champion, I I can't go back to every AEW pay-per-view and remember. But is this their first pay-per-view where they didn't have a single title change? I could be wrong. I don't remember. So I, I can't fact check myself. I probably should. Yeah, I, don't, I was kind of shocked there wasn't a single title change. I don't know if it is the only one. But I will say that I really liked the fact that they had this big, giant pay-per-view. They had all these banging-ass matches. And all their homegrown talent retained their belts in spectacular matches like just yeah like fantastic matches aside again i know i just said brit and thunder rosa wasn't all that great but you know i was expecting red dragon to win those belts i thought they were taking them off jungle boy and luchasaurus Damn. i thought there was i thought it was a wrap for them and i was thinking if that happens then adam cole's probably gonna win because just because of 
the story or whatever. And then to see them, to see not only Red Dragon not win, but to see Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus retain, and, and not in any kind of like you know slick way, they they won that fucking match. Like, and Jungle Boy was the star of that match. Like, that was a banging match. You know what I mean? And Paige and you know Adam and Adam had a fantastic match. They they you know a lot of people said Adam Page's run. I've been one of those people that said it hasn't been all that you know. Memorable and and honestly have been bangers. He had a banger with Daniel Bryan. He had, I mean, I'm calling people their their wrong names, but and now he had a banger with Adam Cole. And it's like, okay, at what point are we gonna like kind of give his give him his props? Because he's 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 putting in work now. Well, not not to jump too far off of where we just were and jump through whole, the whole card. I right. agree on the Hangman real quick. Hang, hangman, I mean, he all he does is put on phenomenal matches. Though, do I think him as a champion feels kind of flat? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that man is there to put in the work, do his cowboy shit, and go home. And he's just only been giving us phenomenal match after phenomenal match while being the champion. Um, just to, to go back to the the Brit and Thunder Rosa, like the the vibe of that match, it was a very it was a good match. It just felt flat. It just kind of felt flat. You know what I'm saying? And then Brit with all the the outside ring influences. Yeah, and like, stuff, was, like, are we, are we gonna go? Are we gonna go like match through match? Because no, we're yeah, just we're just gonna that was ridiculous. Go at the bro. Hop it. But we're just that gonna was just, go at you the know hop what it is. Yeah, you know what it is, Lou? It's just it's, it's getting tired. It's getting tired. That shit, that shit but, was so stupid. The the refereeing yeah. out that's one criticism I will give this show. The fucking referees all look like idiots in this fucking pay-per-view. Like why Except for Aubrey? Edwards, it's like Aubrey, no, like, even her, bro. Aubrey, like, she gets on my fucking nerves, bro. Cause she always seems like she has to get like her little moment in these fucking matches. And it's like, bro, you're a referee, like. We don't need to have a moment where you, you know, she does her fucking yeah out of here. Like she didn't do it in the pay per view, but she does that shit all the time. And it's like, okay, that's fucking annoying. Then you have the other referee well, who's like, these girls are like running rough shot all over Thunder Rosa, and she, he's kind of like, all right, guys, cut it out. He's like, bro, throw those bitches out, bro. They, it's a title match. If I'm correct, they treat Audrey Edwards like a character, right? Like she has like a podcast or AEW yeah. show. Yeah, or she's yeah. She designed. She designed she, the game. She's got podcasts. She's yeah, a ref. So she does a lot. Why. Yeah, she does a lot. Yeah, so I guess so. Let me ask both of you guys this question because here's why I'll throw out like eight. So but one thing before AEW, your question. Oh, yeah, before your yeah, question, no. I, there was one thing I wanted to mention when we was kind of floating through everything and talking about how the no title changes happened. When Britt won, I did expect, like Lou mentioned, I expected Adam Cole to win because then that would have developed like a power couple thing. That's what I was kind of looking for on top of the possible Red Dragon win and, and then making that whole crew champions. But how do you do that without not doing that to your homegrown talent first? But I'll leave that at that. Yeah, no. So a lot of people, and I don't because I'm a high spot guy. So I don't mind DQs, this, that. I just personally don't. 
But a lot of people kind of give AEW criticism for not doing as many disqualifications and countouts and all that. Like, does stuff like that bother you too, personally, or like not really? Because I could see you saying yes, because it's like not old school, like follow the rules, I guess you would say. But then some people are like, I don't care. Like me, I don't care. I don't care. Countouts, I don't care. Like, yo, just I fucking through. hate DQ. I hate DQs. I yeah, fucking like, hate DQs. Yeah, like, so I just go watching, through a table. <laughs> I hate watching a fucking awesome match and then it <laughs> ends in a fucking disqualification like come on man like that give me a finish bro i know sometimes they want to like protect you want to mm -hmm. protect both guys we don't want to have one take the l or whatever but it's like fam you can only get away with that shit so many times like you, you can't keep doing that shit every pay-per-view every show you're doing like three four dqs like it gets it gets to a point where you're just like it for me it takes away the suspense of the match because i'm always all right well if I get a three count, yay, that's great. Then I'll actually be happy. But then for the most part, I'm expecting some some bullshit to happen. Like some <laughs> bullshit DQ to happen. And it's just like, it don't matter. Now, I don't mind it when it makes sense. And that's the thing. A lot, a lot of what AEW does, it doesn't make sense for DQ. You know, it's... And with the emphasis that they put on wins and losses where wins and losses matter in that company. Give us a damn finish. I, mm -hmm. I don't mind that. Give us a finish. But if the DQ makes sense, make it make sense. As long as it makes sense within the story arc of, of what's trying to be done, or if it makes sense, like, not to shit on WWE, but to shit on them, they mm -hmm. do, the, they do the, the DQs at just with bad timing. They, and they do it very and often. And yeah, and that's and that to me is a problem. Like you, you can't do it where two thirds or a third of your pay per view is disqualifications, mm -hmm. countouts. Like if this was old school wrestling, the way it wrestling used to be, and it was like you know, follow the rules, no over the top. If you get thrown over the top, you you lost by DQ. If you go off the top rope, you could be DQ'd. Stuff like that. You know, fine. Countouts, I don't. They, AEW, they just take long counts. I do. I do like <laughs> when they. I do like when they clarify though. Okay, this one they decided twenty a twenty second countout. Okay, cool. Utilize that within the story properly. As long as it's just used within the story properly, it's fine. You know, it, it's totally fine to me because I like. I, I tend to watch these shows now from a production like standpoint. Like I, I, I was telling a guy who I, I went to see um Hamilton the other day with my wife. My wife got us the tickets, you know, happy Valentine's Day. We did it late, whatever, whatever. And the guy asked us as we were leaving, because we kind of cut out with maybe like 15 minutes in the show. Yo, how'd you like the show? I was like, it was really good. But I, I watched it on more of the technical aspect of things, or like how flawless they moved on stage. How if any person made one mistake, everything would get thrown off. How the sound was, how this was, and that's how I watch professional wrestling in in these times. Like I watch to yep. see as 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 a story is being put together, how well are they putting together the story from front to the middle, which is the match to the end. You know, great matches is cool as long as you're telling the right story. 
which we're going to get into one of the better matches later. And it was storytelling, one of their best storytelling feats that AEW's ever done. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But yeah, I, I watch from that standpoint. So if it's DQs, <laughs> countouts, it don't mind. It don't matter to me as long as it's done right. That's mm -hmm. all. And I actually, I feel the same way. I kind of, I've always watched for the most part wrestling in the same way. And I don't know if that's like a good or bad thing. Because it's like, like I said in the beginning of the year, I want to now, I, like I think I said it on this show, I was like, I want to watch wrestling and like actually just watch and enjoy it instead of kind of like taking apart, taking it apart as I watch it. Because I'm sitting here watching it and thinking, well, that's not or like, oh, they fucked up. They were like the um the uh, Malachi Black match when mm -hmm. uh, it looked it looked like um what's his name uh was it Redbeard? Red he, he he missed the spot, mm -hmm. and then there was confusion. And I was already in my head like, oh, shit, somebody fucked up. Like, and I was like already looking to like put the pieces together instead of kind of just like the clothesline over the rope. It was the clothesline over the rope where they, he didn't get him over, but they regrouped and got it right back. Yeah. And it's like I tend to do that also. It's just funny that you mentioned it like that. When they want to like when they want to do like rundowns for the show, they're like, oh, so who do you think is going to win, you know? Moxley and Omega, and then they they pick out of emotion. They pick, oh, I want you know <laughs> Omega to win because Omega's awesome. And I'm in my head like, well, if you think about it, Omega in the storyline is like this. So then probably what's gonna happen is this. And it's like, you know what I mean? I'm picking like out of statistics and what may or may not happen due to the story. Like instead of just picking like who I want to win. Yeah, yeah but it. I'm sorry, Nick. Was, but oh. I was gonna say that's perfectly fine to be honest with you, because like I I take that standpoint just for per you know so sorry y'all know why and how I think that way. I take that standpoint because one I've always wanted to get into the business. Two, it's my way of like it's it's like watching game film to me. And then three, like I as a person, if this correlates or not, I don't get starstruck by people no more. And so yeah. I don't watch I don't watch them as like holy shit wow these is you know there's certain people that I might be like oh shit like yo you're a fucking god to me type of person you know but when I watch them I'm like yo I'm watching people that I could do that too possibly if I were to have trained or whatever whatever and so I like the science of what it takes to put it together and I say yeah. the starstruck aspect is because I don't put the emotion behind it. I don't mm -hmm. put the emotion behind it. Like, yeah, like I felt the way I felt the way not watching Thunder Rosa win last night, but it, it didn't bother me. Like, like how it used to really like fucking like, like watching your giants fucking take hard L's or watching our Knicks take hard L's. Like getting that emotional has left me. <laughs> if you get what I'm yeah. saying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, you know, I kind of agree with a lot of that, to be honest. And it's like sometimes I like kind of like the uh, the when seat like the just best example I have that came instantly was when Cena came back to fight Roman. You all knew Roman was going to win. But what are you going to do to kind of get there? Like, I kind I like that. I like seeing the guy like, you know, I kind of like last night I had a feeling 
that like Hangman was going to win. So it's like, how are you going to get us there? You know, like, how are you going to get us there? Which I'm a big fan of. Um, kind of like the same with the Starstruck thing. You know, it's like, I think it's just we watch so damn much. It's like we know these people. <laughs> and I think, and I have a good, ex- I think I have a good example too of this is, um, so in the group chat last night, you said that you thought the dog collar match was man. Right. Well, for the most yeah. part, for the most part, you said it was good, but there was just kind of mm-hmm. you kind of got lost there in the middle. I thought that match was fucking phenomenal. And the reason why is because I'm sitting there watching it and I'm <clears throat> the thing is with those dog collar matches is that a lot of people, I don't think they realize how dangerous that match is. Like, I know it's wrestling, you know, yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's uh, coordinated or whatever, but that's a fucking dangerous match. And I was literally there watching, like, there was a dude who just decided to sit next to me at the theater, and we became, like, best friends, which is another cool thing about going to see this in the theaters. I'm definitely um, doing future. You, Bro, you people, we just all, we're all friends. Like, it's awesome. It's I, I love I love it. But, I don't um, think they do that around me. I got to look that up. Because I might so want to experience fun, that one time. It's so dope. But, like, I was so caught up in the danger of a mistake happening, MJF falling out of the ring with that shit around his neck and Punk getting pulled or somebody getting, you know, like the fact that they pulled off that match and they told their story and nobody quote unquote really got like really fucked up hurt, like where they had to stop the match or something. Mm -hmm. For me, that made the match more than I think for like what a lot of other people who are just kind of like, ah, well, yeah, it's just they they got the dog out of thing. I didn't really think it was that great. So, that's what, so that's where I think the little difference is. Yeah, so and I think what my I think what my problem with wrestling as a whole is I don't think before I speak. I don't let things actually seep in cuz I went back and watched some clips today and one I'm a victim of this very badly, not just with wrestling in life with anything. I was so hyped for this match cuz I would say homegrown MJF's my favorite talent and then as I've said before I'm a huge punk guy, came on the ring of honor. It's like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It's kind of like, I always do this comparison. It's like pancakes. You're going out to breakfast. You're so excited. It's like, I want pancakes. And you get them, and it's like, eh, it's pancakes. Like, it's yeah. whatever. So I went back. So I take back the word, meh. I definitely stick with good. I guess I expected a lot more. But that's me having expectations up here. And I'm also, like I said, a bot guy. And, no, and that's again. the match. That's, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I was just co-signing. Okay. No, I'll go ahead and finish your rebuttal then. Yeah, what I'm saying is that's that's completely fine. There's no wrong way, I think, to enjoy <laughs> wrestling. And not everyone is going to think everything is, you know, a five-star or whatever. Um, and, again, we're enjoying it on two different ways. That's just like, I'm glad you see the way I was looking at it. Mm. And then, again, I'm in a crowd. I was kind of, like, there. It kind of felt like I was there, bro. Like, I'm there with a bunch of people. We were all freaking the fuck out. We were all, like, discussing everything. So... The experience also was a little different too. So, oh, atmosphere death helps for sure. Yeah, and say? that was the match. That was the match that I was talking about when we're talking. Uh, when we were talking about masters, when I was talking about master storytelling, and 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 really paid attention to the match. Like, unlike you, Lou, I was looking for the mishaps. I was looking for the hanging, hanging over the <laughs> the rope with the chain around the next spot. Like, the the level of violence that they decided to display that night was incredible. And so I was looking for all of it. I honestly was looking for all of it. And that match there though, that match there was just, it, it, it showed you and it told me 
MJF is a legitimate superstar in this shit. Oh yeah. Say say what you want. Say what you want about his in-ring ability. Like his in-ring ability is literally just enough. His mm. in-ring ability to me is late 80s, 90s WWE style of wrestling, WWF style of wrestling where you 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 work the match to work emotions. And that's exactly what he did. He did that shit proper. He he every I mean there was nothing bad that MJF did that night. And then punk punk, you know, punk just being punk and and just you know being a master at, at his craft. Like last night made me realize, like, yo, I used to hate him in WWE freaking back in the day. Like I, I couldn't stand the straight edge society bullshit. I couldn't stand none that shit but now you can see this guy is having and the best time of his life you can see the 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 work that this man puts in as far as just you know loving the craft loving the sport and the overall story being told with the match and and you know mjf was up two matches on him already going into that one like right it just ended the way it was supposed to like he had to win that match. Even though you kind of, again, storytelling, great storytelling. They gave you the vibe that MJF had a chance. But, you know, they, they allowed Punk to pull it out. Punk, Punk did all the bleeding. And, and you know, Punk, Punk took all, all that. I mean, he just took everything. Sorry for all the noise, y'all. I'm outside. But, like, no, like just every, every spot just worked. Last night. Yeah, so well, speaking of uh, kind of stealing the show, and with that match and another match, got to give your boy Wardlow some credit. He looked like a real damn star last night. I think they've been doing good with him, but with that turning, that dude got a pop just for putting a ring on a mat. Like, and that goes back to all the other storytelling they've done too previously with the ring, but just a ring. Man, I, I honestly, I. Oh, you good? Oh, we froze a little bit. Um, yeah, he he came off like a huge star last night. So that the ladder match, mm-hmm. and then him coming out with the ring, just that the crowd pop. They this one thing I I'll give Tony Khan and whoever else he has there with his in control of his building and booking characters. Like he may not be doing you know the best for everybody, but goddamn, bro, he really knocked it out the park with Wardlow. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's MJF has a hand in that or who's, you know, really in control of building that up, man. But they all, all these weeks he's been coming out and doing the powerbomb shit and the powerbomb shit. And I'm like, yeah, this is fun. But like, what the fuck? Like, you're going to have him come out every week and squash some dude in two minutes? Like, this is OK, we get it. He's destroying people like that. But they just kind of continue to build this guy as a force. They had him in the the match he wins the match and now he comes out he does the turn it's like the crowd loves this guy dude and yes i really didn't know shit about wardlow honestly before aw i really didn't and then when i first saw him i was like oh hey he's got a good look or whatever he was fine and now over time he's like one of my favorites Mm -hmm. and it's it goes to show like they they just did a, a real good job of kind of building him up but in that match in that match Everybody shined. Mm-hmm. Warlow, now, which, Warlow which, really, really, which, really, 
Well, we're talking. It sounds like we kind of gravitated to the to the to the ladder match, the face okay, of the revolution ladder match, and yeah, Wardlow really, really like he really went over with the whole ring debacle. Air quotes, you know the oh my goodness, I looked in the wrong pocket. Like that was it. It <laughs> you knew it was coming. It still felt good. It still went good. But back to the match. The Face of the Revolution match was phenomenal. And everybody looked great. I mean, with Christian Cage might have been the one person who didn't look the best, but he didn't have to. Because to me, I think he was there as more of the ring general because That's of the amount of that. matches, the amount of matches that he's been through that were ladder matches, as they stated last night so eloquently, he's been through 22 ladder matches, as they said. Now 22. Christian was basically the director of that match. That's what exactly what he was there for. Yep. And exactly. And everybody, I mean, Lou, your boy Powerhouse Hobbs, they, yo, they couldn't have made that man look any better last night. They really couldn't have. They really couldn't have. Orange Cassidy, freaking, that's one of my favorites, killing it. With oh, the that spot was where They, they, they held the ladder up, and he curled yeah. up, and Listen, that shit that, was phenomenal. That match had so many moments. One of my favorite moments for me was real early when Wardlow grabs the ladder. He's like, nah, bro. Bring your ass down here. Let's have this fucking hoss fight. Like, that shit, and, that was fucking yes. great, man. That was fucking great, yes. bro. Yeah, it was. And... And all the moments that the three big men had. Like, they literally, like, respected each other the whole match. It was like, nope, you go ahead go ahead and have it. Nope, man, you go ahead and have it. No, nah, I got this one. And then when they had to face each other, they did what they had to do. But then once one, once one of the little dudes came in a way, they all, it was all kind of like, like they was just unified for fuck the little man. We're going to dust them off real quick. This is about us. And that's why, I, yeah, man. That's why, like, <laughs> I, that's why I don't understand these people who like they objectively just hate AEW. I don't get it because if you love wrestling, you should really at least enjoy yeah. some of the things that you see from this because they got everything, bro. They got joke, quote unquote, joke characters like Orange Cassidy, Luchasaurus. You know, they got your guys who you take serious like MJF and Punk and Moxley. They got comedy acts. They have it all, and they they have them all in this like world where they coexist and it's like you get it all like even in the the, yep. the the match orange cassidy comes out and he does the everybody's in the ring ready to go and he does his fucking roll around in the ring like and he rolls out the other side and he's just kind of there for, he's there for like comedy but at the same Yo. time he's doing shit that you've never seen i've never seen anybody do that thing where he did the pull up onto the ladder and tried to reach up and grab yeah. the ring i've never seen that Dude, shit before for Forget that. Never... Go back to what you just mentioned about him entering the ring. That shit, you want to talk about a pop? That was the loudest I laughed the whole yeah. night. When yeah. he rolled, <clears throat> when he rolled straight across the ring. I was like, this is why this guy is one of my favorites. Now, the only fall, not even a fall, but the only knock I could give this match was the placement of Dan Hauser. His curse didn't work. Yeah, but then it eventually it's... did. Then it eventually did the way Ricky Starks fucking fell on his head on that damn uh, <laughs> on that damn ladder, Nick. That was like, oh my goodness, 
Yeah, I uh, when it comes to Orange Cassidy, since day one, I've just been a mark and a huge fan of the kicks. Just the little word, oh, <laughs> word. Oh, oh, and then I like when he. I think it was in the match. Was it against Pac? Where he just did the kicks and then like he had the hands in his pockets and like backed up like if it was a super kick and just did it at like that's like the shit like I don't know I he Arch does that Cassidy to everybody the man I like just from his music even uh my girl even said last night because she has a jean jacket and jeans she might cosplay as Orange Cassidy for the pay per view and I'm like that be kind of funny do it one and of the first blonde. times one of the first times I seen him it was like yep you know what once I was buying shirts for uh our Disney trip last year, Orange Cassidy's was the first one I pressed pressed enter on purchase ASAP. When it comes Isn't to shirts, it? I I'm, I'm about yeah. to get my for AEW for double or nothing. I think I want to order the the hook shirt. I'm a huge hook fan. I'm I just love that. Yeah, <laughs> so do I. But I do want to get I do want to get that white shirt with the black hook letters. But the thing is, with my big ass, I don't look good in like white shirts for some reason. I I look like a fucking hot air balloon in a white shirt, so I tend not to buy. Oh. <laughs> I See, I just I don't like white, white shirts. shirts, and I don't like white oh, I, shirts. I got general. plenty of them. I love them. I just when I put them on, I look in the mirror. I'm like, nah, son, we're not doing this. You're not yeah. a real New Yorker, yo. Come on now, you let you've been out of New York too long. I, what, oh, I was you up here during the white, the white tea phase? Come on I now, I got them. <laughs> I got hey. them. Believe me, I got them, but I just I can't I can't do it. Speaking of real New Yorkers, what about your boy Eddie Kingston? Yeah, that was my biggest pop. I he once he won, I just was fucking. I, I, I was already ecstatic going into the show, and then when that show when that opened the show, I was like, all right, Bang. cool. When he won, I was finished, bro. I had my Eddie Kingston shirt on. That's what I wore last night. So I was yeah. fully representing with my Yankees hat, and I just I, I once he won, I was just super happy, bro. I'm real happy for that dude. So my favorite thing about Eddie Kingston was I I didn't know of him before AEW. So the first time he like came out and was in like sweats and tins and like a Yankee hat. I'm a Yankee fan, and I just see him talking. I'm like, I want to be you. <laughs> like, I want like, dude, you're the. And then just last night, like, oh, he ripped like his top off, and like obviously you know Eddie Kingston's I'm in the greatest shape. He got a little belly, but just no shame. Like fuck, yep. Here's yeah. all. I mean, even my girl was like, I need that confidence. I'm like, yeah. Like, my man was just like, F it. And then just the start. And then obviously I love him on the mic. You know what I mean? Like, we always say sometimes we get sick of the AEW taking shots at WWE. But every anytime Eddie does it, I love it. Like, I love it. And he's man, just the listen. guy. Yeah, he's just my Eddie man. Pulling yep. the, Eddie pulling the straps down last night told me me at 42 years old yeah if i wanted to go out there and do that shit i should be able to do it but he he there was points in the match where you could tell he was and he was blowing the fuck up as 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 my man said on Facebook, like they gave us a classic old school japanese strong style type match like you're not getting all these fancy ass (laughs) moves all the tope suicidas which i think there was only one saying from Excalibur of that last night, but uh, <laughs> you 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 got your suplexes, you got your punishing hits, you got your punches. That's all that needed to happen in that match, and it was a fight. Chris Jericho once again can make a match with anybody. Yep, and so I'm, one of my all time favorite. And I'm glad they did what they did, and like you could kind of say, finally gave Eddie a win. 
Like that's just yeah. kind of it, it felt. It felt like damn. Like Eddie has never won, hasn't won in a long time, and it was like yeah, about about freaking time, man. But you mentioned first place I seen Eddie Kingston was actually on NWA. He he was on NWA for a short time, and I was like, yo, who the fuck is it? Like I was on somebody, yo, who is this dude? Like I mean, he sounds real New Yorkish, but you know, in thinking in wrestling, it was like it sounded like an act. But then to see him get his shot in AEW and then continue to grow, like, nah, I was like, nope, that's him. That's not him. Yeah, yeah no, nope, that's honestly, real New Yorker. That's honestly, real I'll New keep, Yorker. I'll keep it a buck. I'm not even going to front and act like I fucking knew. My first Eddie Kingston was when he walked out in the AEW Open Challenge against Cody Rhodes for the fucking title. Yeah. And he walked out, and I I honestly, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I, I remember him from, nah, I, I no idea. I was like, who the fuck is this dude? And then as I heard Excalibur talking about him after I watched that segment, when I watched that segment, I was blown away. Like I was like, yo, whoa, 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 this guy's coming out here and talking some mad shit. Like, but like yeah. on some real some real shit. Then I went on YouTube, of course, and I started looking everything up and I became a big fan. But what, just, what part of New York does he is he from? Yonkers. Uh, Yonkers. Okay. Yeah, he's from Yon- he's from Yonkers. He's right above right above the Bronx. So Yon- Yonkers is New York. Don't get it twisted. It, it's yeah. it's definitely New York. Like Yonkers is almost like partially the Bronx part part L-O-X. two and all that. My first. Yeah, I just I just feel Eddie Yonkers. Kingston. Eddie Kingston is every. I would even say Northeast as a whole is create a character in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> just the way he dresses. I, I'm just a huge. I'm just a huge Eddie fan. Like you said, I'm happy he got that win because, you know, he's on every pay-per-view, which shows, like, hey, you're not going to win, but he's kind of that guy that got pay-per-views coming. All right, what are we doing for Eddie? And that's dope. Like, I think that's dope because he doesn't look or act like your average professional wrestler. Because, dope. because a person like him can talk them into the building. Yeah. So, you, have to yeah. Util- you have to utilize that. Yeah, and that's like this is the biggest thing I've been getting, maybe from listening to the Vince thing and just some other things. And Brock was saying it like character really is super important, man. Like having a character, and that's what gets Eddie over. Like he's, you know, even though it's him, I guess he he himself is a character. Yeah, I was gonna say that's not a, that's not character. Yeah, like, like that. That's legitimately him. that's just, him. Like, it's just, and that's what, and I think Brock was trying to say that that like, don't worry about your next high spot, like whatever. And that's what I'm hoping some of these dudes, not in WWE, like whatever, in AEW get. Get that character up there so you're well friggin' known. Like, I think AEW is still pretty popular everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, celebrities probably know what it is and all that bullshit. But I definitely want to start seeing some more characters out of it because the ones they have are great. You can't deny the characters. You know, it's funny. I was watching, Um, they had a, a two-hour post-pay-per-view, like, scrum, like a media mm-hmm. thing. It's on YouTube if you guys wanted to watch oh, it. Oh, yeah, I heard about that uh, one actually. Get to that. So I was I was watching it. I didn't finish it because it's fucking two hours. But um, first the first one to come out was Sting, and mm-hmm. then after Sting it was Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boy came out and he was talking, and I'm sitting there listening to him answer these questions. And he, bro, he's like so natural and flowing. And I'm like, why can't this dude cut like a like I don't understand why he can't cut a fucking promo, bro. Like he was sitting there literally talking, and he was talking about like. He was like in kayfabe interview, basically. He was mm-hmm. talking about like the match. How oh, I'm in here with Red Dragon, and they're an amazing team. And 
you know, well, I'm here with the Bucks, and it's kind of like you have to plan for this and that. And he was, I'm just watching him. I'm like, damn, like I don't get it. Well, like I don't, and I don't get what the separation is there where he can't kind of like do that when he's doing promos. Here's your, here's here's an answer for you to kind of why reactions are like that. Remember Eddie's pro. Remember Eddie's promo from the other night. We was like, yeah, yeah, yada yada. You know, kayfabe is. We know kayfabe is dead, but you know, you still got to try to keep it alive somehow. That's for the boys in the back and blah blah blah. Like Eddie called that out the other day. Eddie called that out where these guys. It's it's literally like they drop their guard. They drop everything once the show is done. That's why a person like MJF is so appreciated in my book. Because he keeps it up until he's at home, for the most part. There's been certain times and places where we've seen the YouTubes where he's broken character somewhat. But you see him at the signings, flipping little kids off, this, that. Like, kayfabe is still real to some people. Now, Jungle Boy, yeah, you know what? Jungle Boy's character doesn't call for a promo, in my opinion. The whole, the whole uh, uh, Jurassic <laughs> Express don't. They, they don't seem like a promo type act. And a lot of these cats, to me, they're out there more for the sport of the wrestling than the extras. And so, yeah, that's where, like Nick was saying, like he wants to see more character. These people got to want to be more into their character and carry on the character. And yeah, we're not in the industry. We're just fans in the industry. But kayfabe can still be real to us fans to a point if you uphold it yeah like when it comes to kayfabe and like staying true to your character at least with me and maybe i have to second guess myself but the only ones i think who really should stick with it are those dark characters like how the undertaker did bray wyatt for the most part when he was in wwe was you know and then you have like i think malachi black for the most part does a decent job he posts maybe training videos sometimes with selena he shows her which i, I think everyone's been knowing about that you know what i mean or it's like his clothing so i think he does a decent job but like this is me shitting on wwe person but like alexa bliss like she was doing like ever granted everyone hit the character that she's doing and was really really doing but like i think that would have been cool if she kind of just went ghost on social media because she went from the you know pretty princess type, you know, diva, all that, to not posting anything. I think that would have been cool. But then you see them, she's posting all this other stuff, which, hey, that's your life. You do you. I ain't mad at you. But I think times like that is when it could be cool, you know? Well, there's, I, I, I do keep hearing that Julia Hart does run around with the eye patch on still. That's great. Yeah. That's great. That's the, type, that's the type of stuff that we're talking about as far as keeping up character. Like Malachi but, but, Black but, with the eye. Well, well, yeah. Well, it's 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 the, the the people with the eye stuff. Sorry, when, but it's like the the people with the eye stuff that that suffer from quote unquote Malachi Black's uh you know when he spits the mist in the in the face and stuff like that. Like, you know, you don't see Pac too much outside of in mm -hmm. the ring. So, Pac did a good job in ring in studio you know uh uh keeping it up and keep he kept it up by we don't see him we don't see him on the, the outside much you know what i'm saying and that that's what it's about too but lou mentioning the whole promo issue thing it's just not for everybody 
Yeah, it's just I just found it weird. Like when if you guys watch it, you'll see what I'm talking about. He's like, he's sitting there on the podium. He's owning that shit. He's like, they're asking yeah. him questions, and he's like doing his shit. I was funny because I was talking to the dude who was sitting next to me at the show yesterday, and we were talking about Jungle Boy, and he was like, "Damn, you know this guy like." He's gonna be a big star one day, and I, I was actually surprised. I'm like, yeah, I agree, because it's gonna be real easy for him to transition to like a, like I was telling the dude, like he could easily after they run this Jungle Boy shit into the ground, if he wants to go heel, he could be like Hollywood Jack Perry, you know, because his dad yeah. is famous and shit. Yep. And then he could even have Luchasaurus take the mask off, and he could be like his Diesel to his Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? Like they could run a gimmick like that for a while, and I think it yeah. would go over fine. Not yeah, I well, well, Luchasaurus got to drop that freaking mask eventually to do that. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Eventually, that shit's got to go and just be like a bodyguard. Now, because question for it, you both. Keeping it real. I just yeah. wanted to, one one last point on that is keeping it real. How much longer can that damn Luchasaurus character live? You know, he's he did it in the Indies just a little bit before here, but it just it doesn't seem like it has sustainability if you want to go further. That's all I wanted to say. Now, question quick. Just say your answer, and we can dive into it if you want. This is just the top of the head. If you could give any wrestler in the industry, like, a great promo ability to maybe help get their character or someone to the next level, who would you go with? Like, me, personally, I think Ricochet. Because that dude's obviously – that dude is obviously insane. I'm, ha- I'm glad – I know we're staying on the AEW topic, but I'm very glad he got the IC title. Granted, I don't know what they'll do with it for how long, but at least he's got the, you know, the check in the box. I'm glad he got that check. But that's my so I guess Lou, would you would you agree or you have someone yeah. else? Yeah, you took my you took my answer. I was trying to think of someone else real quick, but that to me is the best one because he has bro, he's got the look, he's got the ability, he's got all the other intangibles, he's got the 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 work rate. He just <laughs> maybe Cesaro. You know, but Cesaro's yeah. already been doing it forever, so it's kind of like, you know, what are you gonna do about that? But Ricochet's still got, you know, they're, they're supposedly they're giving him a, a push now. They're focusing on him, so let's see we'll what see. happens. You know, they put the belt on him. Let's see what happens. You know, um, yeah, Ricochet. I think that's the best, the best choice for me. What about what about you, Dan? Yeah, I'll just I'll just let y'all rock with that one because to be honest with you, like I just mentioned, it's not for everybody. So I, I could care less if some should have, some don't. Most of the ones that I like can do it. So I'm not I'm not concerned with it, to be honest with you. But I could agree with y'all if there is any one. Yeah, Ricochet. Ricochet could should be that guy if there was any if there was any one person who who needed to have that ability, it's him. Because I think I think that's part of the reason why. He's been, uh, you say, languishing down in the bottoms of not getting true and real pushes over the years. It's because the man, the man, he sounds like a sweetheart. And I'm not saying that in no, you know, pause or no, no homophobia type of way. You know what I'm saying? He just, he, his, he doesn't have the voice to, to carry like some aggression, some, you know, like yeah. what where his words mean something. Yeah, the man is a master at, at doing all the flippy dippy stuff in the ring. You know, he's probably a parkour specialist on his on his off days or whatever. But as I mentioned with Eddie before, you gotta talk him into the building more than just having the ability to do all the flippy dippy shit. He can't. So yeah, give him 
those superpowers. But we, we fast forwarded way through too much shit. To me, to through to me, the match of the night was the car crash. In the, oh the, yeah, that, way, that's actually the, in the, that's in, actually what I want to talk about next. Okay, because that that three way dance. I'm sorry, my MVP for the night went to the old man Sting, pulling out his best New Jack and Spike Dudley impression, going off the top of the freaking off the you can say the balcony or the the the, the stairway entrance thing. That was that shit, tables. Me, that shit gave me super crazy vibes. Yeah, that was dope. That 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 made me think New Jack or Spike Dudley and some ECW shit. It was a great spot. It was done well. It was performed very safe. And it it was just that was the holy shit of the night. 62, 63 year old Sting going through tables. This is some shit that even when you go back and watch his territory day stuff, you've never seen him do stuff like yeah. that before. Ever. And then the holy shit bad, like, oh, my God, I was worried, was that Spanish fly. That was fucking – look, that match had no no reason to be as good as it was. Like, when, no I, when I – when I again, when I got to the theater, I was sitting there. We were all talking, and we were like, yo, so uh, what's the next match? Because it was already the, – the hook match happened, so there was only one more match on a pre-show. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's the Matt Hardy and – whatever is the next match and then malachi and these people started coming out and we were like whoa wait what the fuck why i thought the sting thing was on this show and then we're like ah, it'll probably open the pay-per-view and then the pay-per-view started and then we had match 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 and we're like oh it's probably gonna be next it's probably gonna be next and we were like what the fuck like why are they pushing this match so high up on the card and then like we watch it and we were freaking freaking out the whole time and it's like oh well okay that's why yeah, and right before actually, right before the main event. So you know that, like we said, right before the yeah, main event, they, that was supposed to be a little cool down. That's like we said, I said in the chat, that's when them boys got together and were like, yep, we're yeah. we going to show them what up. No, they went ham. And that's one thing about this pay-per-view I felt like really made it for me is that every match that came out, everybody was like, okay, we're going to steal the fucking show. And they, everybody tried to steal the show, like everybody. Yep. Yep, and then speaking that, of kind that of, they did, I want to do. Uh, what about your boy Regal? Well, I guess we'll talk about the Moxley match. We can start with that, but that was huge. I thought that was a good match too, as well. Very good. Yeah, we, once um, again, phenomenal, phenomenal beat him up. Great fight, and absolutely was a great match because it, it just the 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 writing on the wall for the night was just violence. Was violence. It it wasn't. It wasn't a whole lot of air quotes professional wrestling that night. Last night was just, you know what? This is this is the night of airing of grievances and just fighting them bitches out. That's literally what that was last night. It was everything was just let's fight this shit out and advancing the storylines, moving on, uh, along the storylines. And Mox and Danielson did exactly that. And then the 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 next holy shit moment the biggest holy shit moment next to the sting uh the stinger splash off the top was definitely seeing regal come out and it was just like you know what happened AEW just got a thousand times better in production yeah, value man. with that people, man, on your team. man people really people are really happy about seeing regal but like i really i i, I 
there's some people who just don't understand like how important that shit is that William Regal is in AEW. Like you're gonna see a lot of shit start changing for the better, and you're gonna start seeing that shit happen immediately. Like he's just this so might smart. be yeah, this might be a stretch, but I think that's their top five best free agent signing ever. It has to be. It's it's easily one of their most important signings. Yes. Yeah, and then, you know, but yeah, that match last night, you know, that I honestly, I thought Danielson was going to win that too, just because he's, like, it was kind of one of them, both can afford a loss, but both can't, kind of, in my opinion. I figured, oh, Moxley might take the L, because he's just been there longer, he's taken more L's there, but then when he won, granted, little shenanigans kind of ending, which I'm cool with 100%, but I was like, oh, wow, Moxley won, which I like, I like surprise. See now, see now, Lou, this is where I expected a draw. I expected yeah. a draw out of this oh, one, yeah. Lou. And and the way you know, it was just, you know what? They they tied so many Ring of Honor things into it, which was when dad came out and checked his two sons after beating each other up. And it was just like, get over here and shake hands. And then that was it. And that was like the solidification of the I'm not going to run with somebody unless I bleed with them comments yeah i'll tell you the pop that that let out in the theater one because we didn't know what the hell was going on there was a brawl and then security guards were flying everywhere and then all of a sudden because they cut the camera and you see william regal and we were all like what the fuck like we all freaked out bro it was it was that was it was amazing it was well yeah because cool. i wasn't expecting him to go there i was really expecting him to at all packed because of like he kind of has that relationship with Dreamer in a way and all that. And then I thought if they did get him, they'd be like, oh, we have a new general manager. We'll announce on Dynamite, blah, blah, blah. Like I wouldn't expect him to come the way he did, which I like. So I was not only surprised with the way he came, but the fact he came. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I, and that's what I like when AEW does keep secrets. Like I do like when Tony Khan throws out that, hey, we definitely didn't sign Keith Lee, but we did. You know, if you want to watch on Wednesday or just like Punk, they made a whole show about Punk. Like I like <laughs> or, that. I like to tell or, you or, or Tony Schiavone. Or Tony Schiavone fucking up and showing us the contract paper and the name. What a dumbass. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, you, all you saw in big ass letters were Swerve. Swerve. <laughs> I mean, we kind of knew what was gonna happen. We knew Swerve was coming because they had announced it earlier that he, so the the sheets had said that he had signed. But yeah, like, he, we're all we we're in the, yeah, we're on the theater <laughs> watching, and he's like holding the paper like right to the camera it says Swerve. We were all laughing in the theater. We were like, bro, should we, you a fucking dumbass? Are you kidding me? Now, do you think they're gonna do something good with him? I think they will because he gets himself over. I think so because he's just one of those undeniables. Like he's yeah. he's everything. He's promo. He's ability. He's he's look. He's 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 got it all. So if he gets in there and he has another person that he can go back and forth with, I'm assuming he's gonna start shit with Darby because they had a little something in the independence. Okay. Um, that's gonna be fucking tremendous. That is that's just gonna be tremendous shit. Anything that Darby does, Darby's really unappreciated, bro. Darby is really fucking he's really good man and like, i told is... you about that i told y'all about that and when when i said how valuable a piece he was and the opening vignette that they had for the for the entrance of the match like i, I was telling y'all like the dude is a filmographer the dude knows how to 
how, how how to produce films and stuff like that. Like, wait till they wait till they give him another cinematic style match, another one because I remember the one from the warehouse against uh, against Team Taz, which yeah. is dope. But wait, wait till they give more creative like juice to to uh, to Darby Allen, man. Like this kid has got he's man. Listen, just but besides being fearless in the ring. Just he's got a phenomenal future ahead of him. But while we're mentioning him and we kind of sped through the car crash match, him doing the coffin drop on a Matt Hardy who was misplaced in the center of the ring. Fucking idiot. He was totally (laughs) fine where he was. Why he felt the need to pull up, I have no fucking idea. But he could have killed that kid. Like that kid landed on his neck. Fucking Matt Hardy, bro. Yeah, hopefully he gets a little better or something when Jeff comes, because that was another one that seems pretty obvious is gonna happen Wednesday. Fucking dumbass! Oh, that's Wednesdays. That's happening. They're gonna kick him out of family Hardy family office. They're gonna jump him, and here's gonna come Jeff Hardy. Watch, that's exactly what's gonna happen. Now, are you guys excited for Jeff Hardy? Because, like, to be honest, like we've seen them outside of WWE together for a while too, and a lot of promotions. Like, it depends. It depends if they're gonna do the broken gimmick. Because I, I like Jeff Hardy. I've always liked Jeff Hardy. It's, yeah. It's just he has a personality that you can't like. It's you. You, you can't resist it. He's he's very mm-hmm. the charismatic enigma. They call him yeah. that for a reason. He's he's got super charisma. So I like him a lot. I just you know. Uh, I'm sure when I see him, I'm gonna pop. It's, it's better said. It's yeah. Better. But I'm not like sitting here ex- like waiting for it to happen. You know what I mean? What about you, Dan? It's a, I could care less. I really yeah. <laughs> like, and I and I don't I don't say that with disrespect either. It it literally is is you, we we've seen the Hardys on TV for twenty plus years now. They're not the same. They're the nostalgia act, but yes, they still. Are a feel good act, and it just it is what it is. Like I don't want to see Nero. I don't want to mm. see Brother Nero. I want to so, see if they have. I want to. I just. I hope he has the ability to just use his real name, as, as he hopefully should. Yeah, I yeah. I'm the only thing I kind of want to see, and I think it's only because circ- situation circumstances line. I'd like to see him and Matt maybe in a ladder match. You know, together as a tag team. And I'm a big ladder match guy, if you can't tell. I'm all about throwing everyone in there and throw a ladder. So any ladder match that happens, I'm I'm like there. You know what I mean? Like I'm all about it. And I think there is one at double or nothing every year, isn't it? Isn't that the the poker chip? I forgot what the match is called. The one where Brian Cage debuted. I forget what it's called, but I don't know. Uh, that's the Casino that Battle Royal. Okay, I thought so. I just didn't know if it was an actual Battle Royal or that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. No, the ladder match, the ladder match is what we saw last night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was dope. Once again, that was dope. And then I had uh, one more thing I kind of wanted to cover quick. Not quick, but before we go in there, you know, I think we talked about a lot so far, but I guess. So what are you guys thinking? I don't know if you got to that part in the media scrum, uh, Lou, I heard that t- Tony Khan pretty much said like Ring of Honor is gonna be a developmental without saying it's gonna be a developmental. Mm. That he's booking it, which I'm cool with, you know, because obviously his booking is good. So, what do you guys, if it is a developmental, like a lot of people are saying, like does that 
how do you guys feel? Because I I liked ROH. I wasn't a diehard, but I can imagine some diehard, diehard fans being upset. Like, it's not developmental. That was a great brand, which had some great shit. Like, what if do you think move, of it if it is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's one thing Tony Khan does need to work on is his wording on shit. Because for him to say it's going to be a developmental, I don't know if he means that the way it, it actually is constructed. Mm. Um, Because... You know, developmental is is just like dark evolution. Uh, you know what it is. It's like you, it, it's a uh, freaking you. The guys are gonna be pulled from there as soon as they're ready, and it's like it kind of devalues Ring of Honor for what it used to be, turning it into something that's just kind of like a machine that's gonna chug out stars from my big shiny show over here. I thought I didn't think that he was going to have such a big hand. I mean, it, that sounds dumb because he bought the shit, so of course he could do what he wants with it. But I thought yeah. he was basically going to buy it and then kind of help them somewhat be their own thing. And then they can have interplay in between both shows and kind of like share talent or whatever, whatever. Um, I didn't think he was going to book it because I think he already has his hands full with AEW. But I mean, if he feels like he can handle it, more power to him because I'm enjoying the product he's putting out. So. He's, he's, he's doing something right. I'm glad, What's your you take, went, I'm, I'm glad you went first because I was going to ask if I could go first and then would immediately shit on, well, not shit on, but shut down everything you said and what I'm about to say. ROH was already a developmental company. ROH was already a developmental company. Yes, they were one of the longest running independents out there. Uh, until their unfortunate demise last year when they could no longer to afford running the business. But when you go back and look at all the talent that ROH has blessed the world with, absolutely, that is proof to why that they were already a developmental company. Sami Zayn, El Generico, Kevin, Kevin Steen, Steen. Freaking uh uh black. When, when it was Cesario. Claudia oh naming Castillo, naming everybody's done. We'll, we'll be here for three Seth hours Rollins. naming people. Yeah, like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I I'm yeah, I'm not, I'm not. And I I generally I generally is, is the person who I hate when people just try to run down names like that, but I'm just mentioning the big names, like the last one I'll say, Samoa Joe. Oh yeah, it's 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 yeah. Like, so many are, so many people that came from there. Everybody, Cesaro, yes. fucking everybody. R O H has already been a developmental, and that's what a good indie promotion should be. But now the good thing, in my opinion, could be is they can turn that into a two-hour show somewhere else and condense their dark and elevation. Bring Paul White and them over there as commentators. Let them do it over there. In my opinion, let Regal run that if Absolutely. that's what you brought him in for. Mm -hmm. If not, please go sign Samoa Joe if he wants to compete or not. If if he's in a if he's in a position where he wouldn't mind running and booking, I think him and Regal could put ROH back on a legitimate map even as a developmental part because this that's one of uh, uh, Samoa Joe's hearts as far as where he came from and stuff and, and how he was like the face of that company for years. You know what I'm saying? Like 
he, yep. he, they can, they, the, the potential with what they could do with ROH is endless. Like they, there's so much that they can do with that company now that it's in his possession, regardless of the fact of owning the content, owning the content, which is huge. You know, the, the rumor mill is saying there's a HBO Max deal on the works for AEW for Tony Khan, which to me, it's cool because you could get on a streaming platform. The only thing I don't like, or the only thing would that would make that would sell me on it would be if everything was uncensored on mm-hmm. an on an HBO Max type platform. But sorry for that, y'all. But uh but but ROH could could you know they, they have the catalog that AEW is trying to build. We just talked about this desperately like an episode. Needed. Yes. We, we we just talked about this like an episode or two ago about AEW not having a catalog and then bang, they buy ROH. They got one now. Shot, you know what's funny about that though? Through 20 years. You know what's funny about that though? Like AEW, uh, it depended, their origin story like depended on having ROH um, archives because you get that whole story of how they built basically the the main elite stable that you know initiated AEW in ROH with those libraries. But what's funny about that is that most of that shit is because of Cody, and Cody's not there anymore. So it's like I'm curious mm. to see what and how they're gonna use these things to kind of tell the story of how they started because Cody, not for nothing, was a very big part of that. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. what we'll uh, that's what we'll see in the future. But for today, gentlemen, we got to call it a wrap due to app issues, which me trying time to constraints, this. time constraints, and everything like that. You know, they're trying to hold us back. But uh, we'll just go man, around, listen. Go around. The I'm not gonna call you real, out. Go around the uh, plug real quick here, Dan. You can plug yourself. What you got for us? The Starfire Podcast everywhere. Visit the StarfirePodcast.com. Make sure y'all follow that Starfire Podcast on TikTok. Having a lot of fun over there. And last but not least, because Nick just brushed over talking about it, correct congratulations to my favorite big man of all time, Vader, being inducted to the Hall of Fame along with The Undertaker. We all kind of thought that The Undertaker should go in alone, but I'm not mad that they picked somebody like Vader because Leon White deserves it. Rest in peace. He does. Does what you got, Lou? What you got for us? Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast. You could check me out on the Everything Podcast on Instagram. The EverythingPodcastShow.com is where you can get all my shit. And uh, that's it. All right. And for me, simply follow the name. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Everyone stay tuned for another one. Have a great day.